Hi, I'm Joss. Hi, I'm Claudia. And this is the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. We're two cousins on opposite ends of the globe with a lot of opinions about figure skating. And we're here to deliver the news, recaps, and commission SpongeBob face masks from John Luke Baker's mom, just like the one she made for him in the kissing cry. Hello, welcome back to our second episode where we are recapping in great detail the U.S. Nationals of this year. Uh, In our first episode that you all should go and listen to, we recapped the ladies event. In this episode, we're going to be doing pairs and dance. And in our next episode, we will be recapping men. So three episodes this time instead of our usual two, but just because there is so much content, so much content to be had. Absolutely. And we're going to start right off with pairs. At the top, let's talk about the withdrawal and split of Tara Kane and Danny O'Shea. Uh, I think everyone it was kind of semi-non-surprised that this happened. Uh, there were rumblings all around about a potential split and even potential retirement. Uh, neither Tara nor Danny have said anything about retirement. So we assume that they're going to continue skating. Uh, we hope We wish them all the best for their future, but yeah, it's a bit of a shame that we didn't get to see them compete uh, at this Nationals. And three other pairs actually withdrew due to COVID exposure. And I think these withdrawals were self-imposed as to not put other competitors at risk. So good on them. Those pairs are Sarah Burden and Matthew Runis, Winter Deardoff and Mikhail Johnson, and Bryn McIsaac and Mark Sadowski. And that is a shame. However, it seems like they are taking COVID precautions, unlike uh, many of the folks at Russian Nationals. We love responsibility. Responsibility is great. (laughs) We love to see it. I mean, it really is the bare minimum, but we do love to see it. (laughs) Um, Our second piece of news that... Uh, we're going to bring to you is that just a couple days ago, uh, USFS announced the teams that will be going to Worlds. And I don't think this comes as any surprise, but the two teams that they're going to be sending are Jessica Callalang and Brian Johnson and Alexa Kniram and Brandon Frazier. So our gold and silver medalists at Nationals. And our alternates, our first alternate is Ashley king Gribble and Tim LeDuc. Our second alternate is Audrey Liu and Misha Mitrofanov. And our third alternate is Emily Chan and Spencer Howe. I don't think any of those things come as a surprise to anyone. So looking forward to potentially seeing them at Worlds if Worlds happens this year. It's the whole if Worlds happens, right? Um, but yes. <laughs> I don't know how many times we're going to be saying that if Worlds happens. Big disclaimer year. at the start. Whenever we say Worlds, it means if Worlds happens. <laughs> But, <laughs> We're never going to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's start at the top, shall we? Let's talk about Alexa Kinnearum and Brandon Fraser, who also came first in Skate America earlier this season and backed it up with a win here at US Nationals for their first season together. So really well done to those two. Yeah, good for them. I think they have improved. I think both programs have improved since Skate America. Yes. Uh, they do have still a little bit of that aunt and nephew vibe <laughs> very much the holy spirit in between them when they do their side-by-side jumps still still the holy spirit is standing between them uh, for their side-by-side jumps uh, a lot of distance between them uh, but definitely much improved from skate america so their short program uh, at skate america they scored 74.19 and here their score improved to a 77.46 so definite improvement they look a lot more comfortable in this program yes they do i think both of them really like this program as do we i think 
They skate it very, very well. It's very enjoyable music and program. Yeah, they had a lovely triple twist to open. They landed their side-by-side -side triple toes, a little bit out of sync, but that's okay. Uh, their side-by-side -side pair spins at the end were also out of sync at the start, but they got it together at the end when Brandon started shouting the calls for position change. So that's improvement. We love to see improvement. We, we do love to see improvement. And I love this program. I said that in the Skate America episode too. I love everything from the music to their costumes, especially Alexa's costume, uh, that red and black with like the little, I don't know, tree branchy type looking things over the torso. <laughs> love it. Love the vibe. I also love the vibe of the costume in the free skate. Lisa McKinnon just... Lisa and Alexa just work so well together. The free skate is to Fall on Me by Andrea and Matteo Pacelli. And it was a really good skate from them. Really good skate. Uh, their side-by-side -side triple toes and their side-by-side -side triple toe double toes were landed, albeit very far apart. <laughs> yes, um, very far apart. That is the, that's the theme with these two. <laughs> Get a little closer together. Um, <laughs> they have to actually be side-by-side -side and not like... Maybe they're just like accounting for like Chris to be in the middle, just like the Holy Ghost <laughs> and the Holy Spirit is Chris Kinnearum. Oh, no. um, <laughs> they're, they're taking COVID precautions. Yes, they are very, very far apart. <laughs> um, they also landed their side-by-side -side triple sows. The throws were a throw triple loop and a throw triple flip. That was really, really good. Yeah, it was a really good free skate from them. They, Although they scored 150.64 for the free skate. And to... To put that in perspective, uh, Sui and Han's world record free skate from 2019 Worlds was 155.60. Now, this was a great free skate, like I said, but I don't think it is within five points of Sui and Han's world record skate. Um, and even Brandon in, in The Kiss and Cry, his reaction to the score was just like, Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. He was so shocked, shocked that he's just like, shocked as all no, hell. No, 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 this, ain't, this ain't happening. Um, and I feel like he knew it was kind of inflated, but it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, they came in first and Chris Kinnearum was on the kiss and cry wall with uh, Alexa and Chris's cat, Scarlet. And we've never seen him exhibit that much emotion. So <laughs> improvement all around, right? <laughs> <laughs> I will forever be haunted by the image of Alexa spinning and Chris being a spectator. <laughs> I was honestly, last night, I was trying to find a GIF for that and trying to find like the, a YouTube video of their skate and I couldn't find it. So if anybody has the GIF, please send it to us at Let's Get Down Pod, Instagram, Twitter, send it to us because <laughs> it's great. It's so great. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris Kinnearum had a lot of uh, personality on his Skype window in the Kiss and Cry. <laughs> uh, they were for sure, though, Alexa and Brandon far and away, the gold medalists. Uh, none of the other teams, especially with their mistakes, which we'll talk about, uh, could really touch them here. But again, that is a lot of number for them in the free skate. And a lot of number. A lot indeed. of number. And, you know, even though they were definitely the best here, uh, no, no question there. I think it's a little too much number to give them at this point. They were like 23 points ahead of second place finishers, Jessica Callalang and Brian Johnson. 
And that's that's a really big margin. I mean, second and third did have mistakes in their short and free skates, so that is understandable. However, you know what? Let's let's get into it. Uh, let's talk about Jessica Cowling and Brian Johnson and their two skates. Uh, yeah, they had probably not the outing that they were looking for. Um, I was watching the warm-up cam, and Jessica in particular was having a ton of trouble with her side-by-side jumps, and I was like, oh my gosh, I hope they pull it together. Um, because I think here they were really looking for a continuation of their amazing skating last season. They had so much momentum, yes, um, and then Worlds was canceled, which was such a shame, especially for this team. I think out of really any American teams, um, but here was it was really just not not their event in general. Yeah, so in the short program, which is their Game of Thrones short that they kept from last season, Jess went down on the side by side triple sows. Um, like we said, she was having trouble with it in warm-up two. Just somehow landed one of those wonky throws she always lands. It's insane. It's beyond me how she does it. Um, the side-by-side pair spin wasn't that great. And their final lift was only level three. So they did definitely leave points on the table. They scored 71.30, which landed them in second after the short. Yeah, they dropped a lot of levels here. Like you were saying on the final lift was a level three. Uh, their side-by-side spins were also a level three. So all around, not the caliber that they're looking for here to be the gold medal winners. Uh, hence the, the large margin between them and Alexa and Brandon. Um, and Brian throws her at some very interesting angles. And I know. She somehow manages to land them. I don't know how the physics works on that. but She defies <laughs> physics, right? Defies <laughs> physics. And in the free skate, too, who wants to live forever, the judges appreciated how they also defied physics in the throw triple twist, plus five GOEs across the board and absolutely deserve it because that is gorgeous. It's so floaty and high. And unfortunately, that is kind of where the great stopped because (laughs) the rest of the program really not what they were looking for. Jess again fell um, on the triple toe combo, uh, which I think was supposed to be a triple toe double toe. Um, and then because she fell, Brian only did a single toe afterwards. They again were losing levels on their lifts. There was a level two lift and a throw triple sal that again defied physics. <laughs> again. I know, right? Um, but she did land the throw triple lots very, very well. Um, but that last lift, um, that was scary. So it started off like really, really well. And then when she was coming out of it, Brian or Jess, I don't know, missed a hold and she almost dropped and my heart went through my body and out the rear end. (laughs) I was so, so scared. She definitely looked rattled in the kiss and cry as well. Brian did say, are you okay? And she's just like, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, Jess. But yes, the free skate wasn't wasn't a great one. The elements that they didn't make a mistake on, however, the GOEs were plus three and above, nothing less. So I think that the judges are are willing to give them the scores to compete with Alexa and Brandon, but it's really up to Jess and Brian to step up to the plate and deliver consistent, clean performances because, yeah, they, they have the caliber to compete with Alexa and Brandon, of course. But yeah, it was just so sad to see them so disappointed after their program with their free skate score. 
Yeah, I think here the judges did what they could for them. Obviously, it's nationals. So if there was ever an event for the judges to help everyone out yes. <laughs> um, in terms of, you know, the eyes of the rest of the world looking upon them. But here they just didn't deliver, you know, and as much as the judges wanted to help them. They just they just really couldn't with all their falls and losing their levels. So um, they actually ended up third in the free skate um, and they scored 133.99 and overall they scored 205.29. And it's actually really interesting because I think that if Ashley and Tim had done better, and of course we'll get to them in a second, they could have really taken silver here. The margin was not too large between second and third um it was a five point difference and the short program difference between the two was just shy of six points so yeah how about let's just let's start talking about ashley and tim let's start with their short program which was where they really could have made up that margin because it wasn't the best short program we've seen from them oh and that's such a shame because i love the contrast between the two programs that they have yes. this season. They're amazing. The costumes are amazing. And the thing that I love about these two's costumes is that they're not like gender conforming ladies costume and man's costume. I think they really made an effort to make their costumes kind of like just the same, but with small tweaks to fit their bodies. Um, yeah. And I love, I love what they're doing here. I love their vibe. Um, I could use with, uh, <laughs> there's a cut in the rack man and off that, it's not my favorite, but I mean, whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I, I really do love these programs. I love everything about them. But again, here is another team that just did not deliver here. And it's a shame because if they had delivered, I think they could have really taken that silver medal from Jessica and Brian. Yes. Yeah, so short program, they opened with a great triple twist, but Ashley went down on the side-by-side triple Salco, which was called under, and then double-footed the landing of the throw triple Lutz. And... The throw triple Lutz was definitely, it definitely needed an exclamation mark or an E. Um, It wasn't given, but for me in the replay, it wasn't even slow-mo, but the replay, it was clear as day that it was not a clear outside edge. I would have called it an inside edge, but nationals. (laughs) Welcome to nationals. (laughs) Welcome to nationals. Um, But they did have a fantastic side-by-side pair spin as always. I just love how Tim is flexible enough to hit all those positions that typically you see girls do, but his lines are so great. They match Ashley's so well, and it's part of the reason why we love them so much. Love Tim LaDuke. Yeah, they're truly amazing. Um, However, the free skate... It was really weird because Tim fell on the triple loop. And like, have I ever seen Tim LaDuke fall on a triple loop? Like, I feel like this just never happens. I know. And I also feel like that side-by-side loops are a really odd choice for side-by-side pair jumps. So I don't think I've ever seen that happen as well. But I love these costumes as well. They were kind of like a gray tie-dye thing. Perfect for Rachmaninoff, in my opinion. Um, But yes, the rest of the program turned out really quite well for them uh throw triple lutz was landed uh still have the edge problem but it wasn't it wasn't called anyway um their side by side (laughs) combo jump was a triple sow double toe double loop good job to them she stepped out of the throw triple sow um over rotated a little bit overall decent right decent they came in second in the free skate with 134.71 which was literally 0.72 above 
Jess and Brian, so a little bit of a margin, but like we said, if they had cleaned things up a bit, they really could have battled for the silver. Yeah, they, they really, really could have. I think not falling on that triple loop, you know, maybe a level here and there could have really bumped. Skaters, just don't fall in your program. Just, just right? don't fall, guys. It's just that simple. Don't make mistakes. <laughs> Just kidding. I also found it very interesting that Ashley's husband, Dalton, had a golf club in the Kiss and Cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, why so are you random. showing us your golf club? Do we need to see this? I mean, it's show and tell like Chris Kinnearum showed off their cat and, you know, Dalton Gribble was just like, I'm a show off my golf club. Singular. I would much rather see Scarlett Kinnearum than I would see, than I would rather see a golf club Gribble. <laughs> 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 the kissing, just FYI. <laughs> FYI. Um, but yes, Ashley and Tim did get the bronze medal and are the first alternates to Worlds. And we do want to also point out uh, what Tim's USFS bio says because it's really, really interesting and we don't really talk about skaters who do uh, philanthropic work. Yeah, he, it says in his US, USFS bio, excuse me, I trip on that all the time, uh, that he volunteers with DFW Fuse, which uh, is an empowerment program in his area focused on HIV awareness and protection. And obviously we stand Tim LaDuke, we stand all of the work that he does with this organization. Um, it seems like this is local to him and we love it, love it, love them, just not really their event but you could have taken silver. Come on, guys. <laughs> Just don't fall. Just don't I should fall. be a coach. But hope- I? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just scream, don't fall. And they're just like, okay, okay got it. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully at Worlds, if it happens, uh, Jess and Brian and Alexa and Brandon do well enough to secure three spots for American pairs because wouldn't we love to see that? That would be amazing. So... Fingers crossed, I guess. Fingers crossed. And uh, the, I guess a team that would be battling for that th- potential third spot uh, is our fourth place finishers here, Audrey Liu and Misha Mitrofanov, who were our bronze medalists in Skate America. And we're really trying to battle it out uh, for the bronze medal here because they were third after the short program. So they were really in a good position yeah. uh, to take it with a free, but unfortunately did end up fourth place. Yes, so their short program was to The Show Must Go On from Moulin Rouge. They opened with a solid triple twist and side-by-side triple sows. I feel like they're really, they're quite solid on their side-by-side individual jumps. So that's really good. I mean, just based off of that alone, they've got it in terms of, they probably would win nationals if it was just side-by-side jumps, right? Um <laughs> They don't have the Holy Spirit in between them. Um, (laughs) They've got great lifts. They've got great technical elements. But like we said in our Skate America episode, they really need to work on giving face and, you know, performing to the back row. Um, That's something that they can definitely improve on because, like I said, the the technique and all of that, it's fine. Um, But one I do have to point out, um, because when you're watching on Peacock, there's no commentary. You could hear their coach. I think it's their coach. I might be wrong, but a male um, scream in joy after that throw triple loop. That was it was a great throw triple loop, but you could just hear very audibly hear the scream. And I feel like I kind of like that because <laughs> it's just an authentic reaction. Um, but yes, they're a solid, solid team. Third after the short with sixty nine point five six. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, I totally forgot to mention that uh, when Ashley and Tim were skating their free skate, there was someone screaming so loud. And I was like, I bet this is Amber. Amber's just like chilling after she won her silver medal. Congratulations, Amber. And so she's probably just like hyping up uh, BFF Ashley. Um, and she was screaming. And I really, really enjoy these authentic reactions because obviously we don't have an audience, right? Yeah. And I, I think that so apparently according to... I forget who it was. Maybe it was no. I'm I, I don't even remember. But someone, <laughs> some skater in their Instagram story, uh, was saying that they were actually allowed to watch um, the other events from like the back row, one skater in each section kind of thing, as to take COVID precautions, uh, so that they were actually watching uh, all the other events. So it could definitely have been one of their teammates. Um, I think it definitely really was. This. Amber, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but yeah, you saw on Instagram, you know, stories about, you know, other teammates supporting other teammates in other events. And it was just, it was really, really nice, um, especially since the audience here were cardboard cutouts and not all human cardboard cutouts. <laughs> um, yeah. But yes. Like the Nathan Chen hamster. Uh, the, Mariah the Mariah Bell, Bell bunny. flower crown bunny. Yes. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, but let's get back to Audrey and Misha, their free skate. It was to Charlie Chaplin. And I was just like, okay, it is time to see if they've improved their character performance since Skate America. And I think they have improved. Um, Misha, especially, we've got some facial expressions going on. So I was like... Yes, good job. Um, but that was that only lasted for like the first half of the program. Um, second <laughs> half, you could tell that they got tired. Um, Misha was definitely tired at the end. The last lift, he was struggling to push Audrey up. And I was just like, oh, come on, let's go. Come on. Um, but yeah, a decent, decent free skate. Uh, yeah, what did you think? Uh, I think that after Misha fell on the side-by-side triple toes, you could tell that he was just like getting really tired. I think that was the point for me that I was like, oh, Misha seems tired to me. And the rest of the program looked very, very labored for him. Uh, It doesn't seem like these two have called Keegan Messing up for some Charlie Chaplin (laughs) character coaching. (laughs) They really should. They should. They should because Keegan is the perfect embodiment of Charlie Chaplin. He just has that spirit. But these two, I mean, like we said in the Skate America episode, these costumes, first of all, are just not Charlie Chaplin. They're like this pale blue. I'm like, this is not a Charlie Chaplin color. It's very good on the color wheel. Very good coordination. (laughs) Very, very true. I like that blue. I mean, they could also go to Javier Fernandez. He opened his own skating school. Oh my God, yeah. So like Charlie Chaplin, another Charlie, great Charlie Chaplin. Uh, But... Them as a pairs team, they work really well together, they skate well together, but they don't show um, the chemistry between them out on the ice. Yeah, I think they just need a little bit more like season and polish uh, that the top three teams have that, that they seem to be lacking, but that's definitely not a dig on them. They have plenty of time. Um, and I think that they will get there eventually. I, I have a lot of faith in them. Yes. Yeah, so how about let's talk a little bit more about them because USFS bios are fun to talk about. Um, Audrey has a photographic memory, which I'm very, very jealous of. Um, she enjoys drawing, singing, playing piano and making TikToks as well as volunteering. Joss, do you follow her on TikTok? I don't. <laughs> I feel like I follow oh, everyone on. on TikTok. I follow Amber Glenn, Karen Chen, Hannah Harrell. Uh, Alyssa, when she had a TikTok, I do not follow Audrey Liu, and I think that that is a shame. 
That is a shame. Get straight on it after this. Um, Misha is a junior at University of Texas at Dallas, and he's studying health science. He wants to work in sports medicine after his career. He also likes to work on cars, like 90% of the other U.S. pairs men, and enjoys outdoor activities. <laughs> it's a prerequisite to be a U.S. pairs man. Um, he also enjoys outdoor activities such as paddleboarding and hiking. Also a prerequisite for U.S. pairs men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Outdoors activities. Is this like, this is like 80% of Bumble bios for men. Outdoor activities and working on cars. <laughs> maybe, maybe he did pull this from his Bumble bio. Who knows? Oh, I think he has, a, he's actually in a relationship. But. Not from the Bumble bio, but very reminiscent of a Bumble bio. Uh, they did come fourth in the free skate and fourth overall, and they are the second alternates for Worlds. And let's move on to our third alternates for Worlds. Uh, they came in fifth, and that is Emily Chan and Spencer Akita Howe. Yeah, and Emily Chan actually used to be Misha's partner, and obviously now... Wild, eh? Yeah, now she is no longer with Misha and skating with Spencer. Um, they came seventh at Skate America, and here they came fifth, so that is an improvement. And so their short program... Not what they were looking for, but I do think that there is a little bit more polish and a little bit of improvement from Skate America. They did fall on the throw triple loop. She seemed, she seemed slow to start the rotation and then just wasn't strong enough to hold onto the landing, I feel. But they had a great side-by-side pair spin at the end. It was really well synchronized. But I feel, for me, something feels off with them. Like, they aren't bad skaters at all. I enjoy their, their skating, but... I feel like they're mismatched a little bit. Like, even though they create nice lines together, I feel like, I don't know how to say it, just something feels a little off to me. I love them as individuals. Uh, Yes. Because Emily Chan, what a beautiful skater. And Spencer, with that personality, he hangs out with Jimmy Ma uh, and Misha, if you hadn't uh, seen them on Instagram. But they are just hilarious. He genuinely just has the biggest personality. And I love him. And obviously, Emily, very lovely. Something about their chemistry is maybe a little lacking. I I, I can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah, no, I I feel you. I feel you. They are coached by Alexei Leitov and Olga Ganacheva. So they're in the same camp as Audrey and Misha, as well as a few other uh, single skaters. Um, But we'll get to that later on. But yeah, so they're, um, (laughs) they're free skate. To Andrea Bocelli's The Prayer, it opened with um, somebody screaming, yeah, and I <laughs> lost it. I laughed so hard. It's so great to hear. I don't even know who it was. It's probably, I don't know, maybe it was Jimmy Ma. Who knows? But <laughs> Maybe it was Jimmy Ma. <laughs> but it's so great to have skater audiences, right? It's, it's so cool. Um, but they did side-by-side triple sales. That was a check. They looked in my opinion, so much better in the free skate than they did in the short program. They looked like different skaters almost. They had really nice flow and speed. Um, Although Emily did flip out of the triple toe, double toe, side by side jump combo and also held on to the landing of the throw triple loop. She did pop a throw triple sow into a double sow, which I don't think I've ever seen a girl pop it. I thought that was very strange. I was like... Uh, have I ever seen this I don't before? think I've ever seen like a popped throw, but anyway, um, it, it happened. happened. But I think at 
At nationals, there were like mics on the ice. And so you can really pick up which teams speak to each other during their performances. And Spencer is definitely a talker. You could hear like in the broadcast, just little like rumblings. I'm like, there's no one near. So it has to be (laughs) Spencer talking to Emily throughout the program. I think that that like, that's one of those other things. I don't know. I think this is like potentially just a COVID thing. But like, I really enjoy like the addition of like the friends and family and the kiss and cry. I love the mics on the ice. I love the random people screaming screaming like <laughs> the things that COVID has given us <laughs> the gifts oh yes will be the gift of COVID is this gratitude I'm not sure <laughs> is this is what they say when they tell you to start a gratitude journal <laughs> but yeah I think that they could maybe use some work on their chemistry they did have also just little mistakes here and there there was a small bobble uh in the Paris combo spin Um, Their lines are not matching, I feel like, throughout. Just a little angle here and there. Yeah, no, I noticed that. Yeah, and that is kind of a quick fix, you know? Like, it's it's just, it's a coach moving the leg up, right? It's it's working on that position when they're in the spin and in the air. Uh, It's a fix that... That they, that, that, that they can do and that they can improve on. Definitely. And, you know, with lines not matching, it makes such a difference. Like, especially as pair skaters, which is literally you as a pair, things need That's to match. That's what you're there for. That's yeah. what you're there for. <laughs> um, maybe go watch uh, videos of Elena Berzhnaya and Anton Sigalitsa because that's just bang on parallel their lines it's gorgeous so it can really make an impact and like you said a small small little change that would definitely definitely help them but yeah I think that that is kind of like what sets them apart from the top three teams right it's just these little things here and there yeah Um, definitely and hopefully the more that they skate together um, and the more time that they have together they will make these small changes and their coaches will help them out with those things but yeah, they did end up fifth here. Uh, yes. Oh, and quick, before we move on to our next team, Spencer's USFS bio says the following, passionate about environmental preservation, veganism, animal causes, playing music, singing in the shower, and likes to work on cars. <laughs> so an- another US uh, pairs man for you who likes to work on cars. Um, I'm just going to point out all of the men who do that. So, Which is just think all funny. of them. assume all of them at this at this moment um except for mervin mervin let's let's read mervin's bio let's read mervin's bio we've read it before but it's too awesome to not read again i love it okay so his usfs bio didn't trip up that time he enjoys cooking almost as much as he enjoys eating uh wouldn't say the same for me. I just enjoy eating. But uh, he also <laughs> dabbles in music, gardening, and esports. And he is an avid Googler with a curiosity in all subjects. And he has a terrible sense of humor, much to his own detriment. And I just wonder, what makes you an avid Googler? Because I feel like I Google a lot. But would I put that in my bio? I'm not sure that I would. Look, I'm just waiting for the day that Mervyn releases a book because I will pick it up straight away. Um, (laughs) Things that I've Googled. Maybe. Just a list. Just a list. Book publishers. Contact Mervyn. (laughs) And Olivia's USFS bio says that she's currently a full-time student at NYU, majoring in nutrition and dietetics. She enjoys cooking in her kitchen and her favorite thing to eat is sushi. So we can definitely be friends, Olivia, because I enjoy eating too. Um, but she could also go to a Terry Tutparitsa and Sambo 70 and apply to be their nutritionist. Um, she can go along with Rina Ikanishi. So there we go. More, more nutritionist for you. Did you hear a Terry, 
Secretary also majored at NYU in nutrition and dietetics. Who hence knew? why she considers herself the nutritionist of Sambo 70. That is a lie. She never attended NYU in nutrition and dietetics. <laughs> However, she should in order to be giving the nutrition advice that she does. <laughs> So their short program was to If I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys, and we love this music choice. You've been waiting love for- Love that high school dance energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been waiting for Alicia Keys for a skating program for ages. Um, me too, to be honest. Uh, Olivia's dress is fire on her. They had nice side-by-side triple toes, but they do them quite far apart. Maybe they spend too much time with Alexa and Chris. Who knows? <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. Alexa and Brandon. Alexa and Chris are close together. Oh, true. I do apologize. It's just in my muscle memory. <laughs> Alexa and Brandon. Oh, gosh. Freudian, Freudian slip. Um, the throw triple flip wasn't that great. Uh, they did end up seventh in the short with 59.23. And, okay, let's talk about their free skate. It's to, it's to Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. We're going with another mid-2000s song we love it (laughs) high school dance is for the win (laughs) it's literally this is the slow portion of the high school dance and it's if i ain't got you that that blends perfectly well with chasing cars except not because the high school dj is really cheap so they literally just kind of like play one right after the other Uh, but we're in the same section of time (laughs) yes however in this high school dance mervyn didn't have a great day with his side-by-side jumps he stumbled out of the triple flip and it was called a double flip with an exclamation mark for the edge and again with the side by side uh triple toe euler double sow he put his hand down on the triple toe they got a downgrade on the euler which i it still baffles me when you get a downgrade on the euler um so yeah not a great day in a lift olivia couldn't grab her blade but it still was a level four so maybe that was an additional feature that they had but what I really want to touch on is Mervyn in the Kiss and Cry. What a sweet, sweet partner. Love to see it. He was so, so, so supportive. So obviously it wasn't a great free skate from them, but this is what he said in the Kiss and Cry. I did transcribe it. Uh, I tried my best. They had masks on in the Kiss and Cry, so it was a little bit muffled. However, this is, I believe, what he said. He goes, hey, we learned something from this one. Learning experience, yeah? Right? It's okay. We'll learn next time too. This morning's practice, yesterday's practice, that's the stuff we want, yeah? And now we practice like that all the time, we'll be good. Like that, yeah? And he ended up saying, you know, you just got to be confident. And, you know, it was just so sweet. Uh, He definitely took on, like, the big brother role and using all of his experience. So it was just, it was so, so, so nice. We we stand supportive besties. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Mervyn, I love, I love... Uh, Nath is really the sweetest human in the kissing cry. <laughs> I know. So, so, so sweet. Um, so Katie and Nathan are a relatively new team. They teamed up in August 2019. And that's when Katie switched from singles to pairs. Katie also graduated summa cum laude from her undergrad degree and wants to get a PhD in psychology in hopes of being a child and sports psych. And I'm like, please stop being so talented. Oh my gosh. Please. Uh- <laughs> Um, but yes, so let's start with their short program, shall we? Uh, it's to Cry Me a River by Michael Bublé. Yeah, uh, this was not my favorite short program of the event. Uh, the triple twist was just okay. And Katie, unfortunately, did fall on the side-by-side triple toes. Um, and so Katie is originally a single skater, um, and actually just switched from singles to pairs, uh, in the summer of 2019. 
And you could really tell that she used to be single skater. Uh, you could see it especially in the throw triple loop technique. Um, and apparently Tara Lipinski had said uh, that Katie had said, oh, that's a lot of help, <laughs> uh, that the throw was the hardest thing to learn uh, for her. Uh, transitioning from singles to pairs yeah and that makes sense I mean in the throw triple loop like you mentioned her arms were you know typically you see pairs ladies hold their partner's arms at their hips or um their partners are holding their arms um right up the side but she had her arms free in like a typical single setup and Nate had his hands on her waist to get ready to throw her so it looked a bit odd um but you know it's it's tough to get used to pairs elements they're so different um but it was a decent first outing as a pair they came seventh in the short program with 58.23 um they also came seventh in the free skate and their music was arrival of the birds and turning page and Adam Rippon wasn't there I hear arrival of the birds, and I'm I like, was waiting for where's him. Where's Adam? <laughs> but we'll take his... them. We'll take Katie and Nathan. We'll take them. I was looking for a pair of uh, navy blue pants with a see-through top with some <laughs> green and turquoise and blue sparkles, but we did not get that. Uh, Adam, <laughs> where are you, sir? <laughs> but yes. we will definitely take Katie and Nathan. Uh, I always enjoy arrival of the birds. Um, this was not. Their best outing. Yeah. Not having a great day with the side-by-side jumps. Yeah, he said sorry to her after the ending post, and I was like, oh. Oh, no. I hate it when I they know. apologize. It just makes me so sad. Oh, I know. Um, but afterwards, I mean, they had a really good attitude about it. Um, Katie was just like, first competition, and Nate was like, check. Um, and I was like, okay. That's, <laughs> like Mervyn said, treated as a learning experience, and... Um, after they received their scores in the kiss and cry, Nathan was like, okay, all right, thank you guys. Enjoy the, go enjoy the rest of the event. Go Alexa and Brandon, go Jess and Brian. I was just like, oh my gosh, support. <laughs> the sweetest. Love to see it. Um, but yeah, they did end up seventh in the short and free skate and seventh overall. So that was an exciting pairs event, a lot of skating, and we've got more skating coming up with our talk on ice dance. Let's move on to Ice Dance now. Uh, why don't we start off with a couple of announcements? Yes, um, the big one being that Christina Carrera and Anthony Ponomarenko withdrew due to COVID exposure. Um, and like a lot of pairs did, like a lot of the US pairs did, they withdrew as a precaution because they got a positive test. So good on them for being responsible adults. Um, a lot you heard a lot in the kiss and cry during the size dance event people saying hi to christina and anthony so that was very very sweet um also adrian carhart and ivan Gurianov split so they did not compete at nationals yeah and just to clarify um it sounds like christina and anthony were exposed to someone who's tested positive uh but they personally did not test positive so it was just a positive COVID exposure but nevertheless, hopefully they themselves do not test positive. But our, I guess, second dance announcement real quick is uh, like the other events, USFS has chosen the teams that they were going to be sending to Worlds. They have three teams, uh, which I don't think come as any surprise. Uh, the first team is Maddie Chalk and Evan Bates. Uh, the second is Madison Hubble and Zach Donahue. And the third is, of course, Caitlin Hawaiik and John Luke Baker. And their alternates, again, probably no surprise. Uh, their first alternate 
their first alternate, my mouth is warming up for these last names, <laughs> um, is, of course, uh, Carrera and Pomeranko. Uh, their second alternate is Green and Parsons. And their third alternate is Sezenek and Yehorov. So definitely no surprises there. Again, congratulations to the teams that are going to Worlds this year. If it happens, we're just going to keep saying that. I guess for dance, why don't we start off with our seventh place finishers here? Uh, Eva Pate and Logan Bai. I have such a soft spot for them. I really, really, really I like love them. them. I oh. So they are coached by Eagle Spielbahn and Pasquale Camalengo in Novi, Michigan. In her USFS bio, Ava says that she enjoys boating, spending time with friends and fam, and reading. We already love that already. Um, USFS bio for Logan says that he goes to the University of Michigan and he's doing a combined bachelor's and master's degree in biomedical engineering. <laughs> Like, okay, please be more talented. Like, okay. If you heard on the ladies episode, I am eating ketchup (laughs) chips and drinking beer simultaneously. So those are my accomplishments. I'm also drinking alcohol and eating chips. (laughs) (laughs) It also says here that he enjoys kart racing, indoor skydiving, frisbee, video games, and paddle boarding. Oh, we got to have one outdoor sport. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, doesn't like to work on this eclectic mix, though. That's true. He, I stunt, so it's not a prerequisite. It's not a prerequisite. <laughs> um, and I guess before we get into how they skated, actually, Ava posted on Instagram that she was skating in Christina Carrera's old skates that weekend. So after Skate America, she uh, Ava had an MRI and discovered that she had a cyst in her ankle. And I mean, she tried Christina's old skates and they were the only ones that allowed her to skate without pain. So, I mean, oh that's gosh. awful having a cyst on your ankle. That's just a really awkward, awkward spot. Um, Not that there are any that, good spots for cysts, really. But I know, right? For but a especially skater. as a skater yeah. in a boot, like, oof. Um, but she said that, you know, a little part of you, as in Christina, is here with Logan and me. Like, oh my you gosh. and Anton have been in our thoughts every day here from the bottom of my heart. I can't thank you enough. Wish you were here with us. And I was like, oh my god, You can't be more sweet, can you? She's so, so, so sweet. Um, Their programs were also, I really, really enjoyed them. Their rhythm dance was to Motown medley. It was so heckin' cute and spunky. She, Ava was in like a disco-y sparkly blue dress. I really liked it. Um, And so they they came in seventh at Skate America. And I think seeing them in Skate America really helped, um, I guess, me enjoy them more uh, at nationals because I think I was focused on more of their technique at Skate America. And here I just really enjoyed their performances. Oh, my gosh. They are so much fun. Okay, first of all, I love Motown. So that's already (laughs) a plus. Um, But they have just such good chemistry between them and they have that something something and yeah it's, it's I mean I feel like not a lot of pairs out I mean not a lot of teams have that but they really really do and I think seeing them grow they have so much time Eva is 20 and Logan is 22 so a ton of time to grow together and really looking forward to what they produce but it's interesting because in their protocols it said that there was a violation of choreography restrictions not really quite sure what happened there but they did have a really good uh technical element score their rhythm dance score was 64.37 and yeah it was a really good rhythm dance from them and their iconic free dance to say something in Primavera where Logan um and he does the whole stumble and fall choreo to the lyrics 
I'll stumble and fall from Say Something. It's so iconic. I absolutely love it. I was live tweeting this event and I was just like, oh no, Logan, there's no stumble and fall in this part of the music. So you're not supposed to stumble here. Um, <laughs> but then he actually stumbled and fell um, later yeah. on. <laughs> yes, they did. Um, and in their opening stationary lift, which was a level four, they had mostly plus threes in that. So really, really good. Most other elements got plus ones mostly. So they can definitely work on upping those GOE scores. Um, a few levels dropped here and there uh, in you know the step sequences and overall, really, really good. Their PCS were in the mid sixes. I, I really think they're diamonds in the rough. Like give them a few more seasons together. They are a relatively new dance team. Um, give them a few more seasons together to mature and all of that, and they could well be a force to be reckoned with. I really, really like them. Okay, I have like a teeny tiny critique, but okay. their costumes for Say Something are like mm -hmm. so loud. I was like, these are not Say Something costumes. These are like too okay. darn hot costumes. Like, you But it's to a really nice purple, like a, a nice pale purple. Yeah, like they need to dial down the saturation like 60%, <laughs> maybe even like 80% on their costumes because while we do need to say something and we are giving up, I mean, they're not giving up, but the lyrics say that, we don't need to say something really quite that loudly here. So maybe the color palette needs to be a bit more depresso, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's really what I'm saying, thanks to the translation. So... At us at Let's Get Down or at, at Jocelyn to be your new color wheel consultant. <laughs> color that's, wheel that's a new cons job title. It's <laughs> my job title on the pod. Claudia co-founder, Joss, color wheel consultant. I'll take it. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> um, but yes, we love Avery and Logan. They are such, such sweet people and definitely looking forward to their future like they are. Um, but let's move on to our fifth place finishes. And that is Molly Sesenek and Yehor Yehorov. Oh my gosh. Can we please talk about these bios? Okay, so... 100%. Okay. Well, I'll just name a couple of things and then I'll get yeah. to the good part. Okay, so okay. Molly <laughs> studies health promotion at American University. She loves Harry Potter, reading, dancing, teaching, learning to skate, being outdoors, and fishing with Yehor. And then in Yohor's bio, at the end, he says, fishing with Molly. It's so Aww. cute. Um, <laughs> Yohor moved to the US in 2018, originally from Ukraine. And he studies um, at the National University of Physical Education and Sport of Ukraine. Um, he is a car enthusiast, especially off-road car style. So that's slightly different from our pairs men. He loves dancing, metal detecting, fixing things metal with his... Metal detecting. I know. Fixing things with his hands and tools. Um... Fixing things with hands. <laughs> He's so good. I love him. I love him. Um, oh and obviously gosh. fishing with Molly. Um, as a team, they like to make dance videos, vlogs, and content. Oh, I, we need to subscribe. Why am I not subscribed to any of these people? I feel bad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, they like like talking motion dance pictures of interesting poses and contemporary art. That's what they like to create. And oh like, my gosh, amazing. So, cool. so, so, so cool. Um, they are the US junior pewter medalists from 2020 and they came fifth at the most recent Skate America. Yeah, uh, again, they were also fifth here. Yes, and their rhythm dance. I love the music selection. It is to shout from Ain't Too Proud and Walking on Sunshine. This was so upbeat. I love shout. And it was so good. Level four twizzles right on the music. Yeho pulled a Matrix Kaori and <laughs> high kicked in the judges' faces. 
so good. Uh, however, their fin step was pretty messy. They did not. They received a no on all four of their key points. Um, so they could definitely use some improvement there. Yes, but their midline step was a level four. Rotational lift was a level four. Their pattern uh, step sequence, uh, she got a level four. He got a level three. Um, but yeah, rhythm dance scored 71.11. And they came in fifth for the rhythm dance, fifth in the free dance as well. And the free dance was to make it rain and take me to church. Really powerful skate. I think that overall they need higher base value elements, but they are super young. Uh, Molly's 19, Yohora is 21. They have a ton of room to improve. Sounds like they are working on their chemistry through their fishing activities. Um, but I think that this was a really powerful skate. Yeah, they got PCSs in the mid to high sevens. The GOEs mainly averaged out to plus twos and plus threes. So overall, like really decent skate. So they scored 106.29 in the free dance and overall they got 177.40. So well done to them. Uh, they were a bit behind and by a bit, I mean like 20 points overall behind the top four teams. And fourth place finishes were Caroline Green and Michael Parsons. So they are coached by Alexei Kiliakov and Elena Novak, which is the same camp as Lorraine and Anton. They came in fourth at Skate America, fifth at last year's Nationals. I think they are great. Um, they are too talented for their own good. Caroline supports Lab Rescue and Rainbow Women's Shelter. Michael supports Power oh the Poles Initiative. Love it. I, I love it. Love it. Absolutely love. He also enjoys playing guitar, songwriting, cooking, and singing. And I'm like, that's <laughs> hobbies. Fantastic. I really like that. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. I really, really enjoyed their rhythm dance here. They could do a little bit better in, in their GOEs. Uh, they mainly got twos and threes, so... They could definitely improve there, but it was really clean. I really, really enjoyed the rhythm dance so much more improved from Skate America. That was not English, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that they really improved. They are the only <laughs> team to have gotten um, a perfect technical score, which means that they got level fours for every element that they did. So really, really improved. Their skating skills are so, so, so good. Their, um, their fin step, very, very clean. A lot of people on Twitter were like, They've probably got the best fin step of the night. So well done to them. She is only 17. He's 25. And I was just like, stop being talented, everybody. <laughs> um, but in their free dance, a uh, big mistake from Michael in the twizzles. Um, and he ended up with level two in his twizzles. But he did eventually get back in sync. So good for you, Michael. I am still mildly uncomfortable with the program. It is a very sexual program, and she is a teen, and he is a whole adult. A whole adult. The ripe a age of 25. <laughs> a whole adult. And she is a teenager. Uh, but we did talk about yeah. that in the Skate America episode. Maybe they'll switch programs for their free dance or maybe kind of rethink some of it. But yeah, listen to the Skate America episode if you would like more of my commentary on her teenage age and his whole adult age but anyways um they did make a couple of mistakes here and there in this free dance which is unfortunate because their rhythm dance was so good their free dance didn't bother me as much as it possibly did at skate america um i think they did change a few things and made a few adjustments to their prince medley free dance but 
Yeah, it was a fun selection of songs for the medley. Um, Michael bobbled in his twizzles, but Caroline did lose a level in the one foot step sequence. But their PCSs were in the mid eights. They scored 112.29 in the free dance and 192.39 overall. So they're, I think they're, they're getting a lot of momentum. The judges really, really like them. And f- fair enough, because they are a really good team. Yeah, they are really great. I, I really like them. I think they need a new free dance, but they just did so well in the rhythm dance. I'm so proud of them. Amazing. Especially the fin step. I think that that was probably the highlight of that night. All right, let's move on to third place finishers who also had an amazing, amazing rhythm dance. And that is, of course, Caitlin Hawaiik and John Luke Baker, one of our favorites. We love them so, so, so much. True fave. I love Saturday Night Fever. It's literally like one of my favorite uh programs for dance another fave program is uh sweet dreams from joe johnson and karina monta <laughs> but anyways out. this is like on that level i like this program just this as much is as that excellent program i love it from the first beat of the music um they need to compete this or even just exhibition it for the rest of their lives even though the swan lake exhibition is just like pure gold um <laughs> i i really wish that they had a little bit more so they could really, really challenge those top two teams in the US. I really wish they just had a little bit more because I love them so much. Their dynamic is really unlike any other dance team, especially in the States. Yes, I think also like they've got they've got that something something, you know, and sometimes it might be just technical uh, technical mistakes and points left on the table. But I think I keep forgetting they've been together since June 2012 so they've been together for a long time and we've we've heard about them for so long but she's only 23 he's only 27 like yeah it's like when it's like when Malasada came out so young and you're just like wait she's still a teenager and you're like when ugh but they are so 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 talented uh Caitlin is currently studying psychology at Penn State University. She supports Run for Leah and the ALS Association. She enjoys painting, dancing, DJing, and of course, spending her time with her golden doodle. Oh my gosh, uh, John Luke enjoys photography, bike riding, and exploring. That's another way for saying outdoor. Oh, open-ended exploring. <laughs> open-ended exploring, love not it. outdoor activities. So we, we love them both so much. Their rhythm dance, this rhythm dance is probably one of the best they've skated all season. Um, they had all level four elements except for the fin step, which was a level three because they hit yes, no, yes, yes. They were so surprised at their scores um, in the Kiss and Cry. They got 85.28 and both of them were like, okay, all right, we'll take, okay, thank you, judges. <laughs> and I was just like, you deserve it. You definitely, definitely deserve it. Thank um, you, judges. Very, very great. They were still like five points behind um, the top two teams, which I was just like, I think that you should be tighter. Oh, I hate I it know. because they have that it factor. I know. But hopefully they stay around for like 3,000 more quads. So we get to see them skate more and more and more. I would not complain. Would not complain. And we get to see more Jean-Luc with the swan on his shoulder. So I think the world needs to see. Swan Luke. Swan Luke. We need to see more of Swan Luke. The world needs it after 2020. So that's the cure. (laughs) The COVID. Swan Luke is the cure. cure. It's not antibiotics. It's Swan Luke. (laughs) Definitely. So their free dance was to Heart of Glass and First Movement, a collection of Philip Glass music, and oh, their edges. 
This is just so beautiful. And I tweeted, like, it's a bit annoying how talented Caitlin and Jean-Luc are. Like, I don't think it's fair, um, which oh is definitely gosh. true. It's so um, true. I also, okay, I'm getting more used to this cut in half dress. Um, okay, yeah. I'm getting more used to it. And, okay, also, uh, on Twitter, someone had said something about Jean-Luc's uh, black turtleneck costume. Okay. And literally Jean-Luc replied to them and was like, hey, it is very much improved from Skate America. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. for that one, I got a black turtleneck from Uniqlo. From Uniqlo. I, like, <laughs> I love Uniqlo. That's the best. They have the best basics. If there was anywhere to get a black High turtleneck High quality. From, yeah. Jean-Luc has taste. He didn't go to Target. That's, so that's taste. It's it's absolute taste. Um, he also <laughs> had taste. His family, whole family has taste in terms of face masks because in the Kiss and Cry, he wore a SpongeBob face mask and it was made by his mom. Oh it was gosh. so good. Although I was so sad. He changed it to like a silky black mask for the medal ceremony. And I'm like, come on. No. Give SpongeBob his moment. <laughs> oh, we need a SpongeBob moment. Jean-Luc. <laughs> they should skate to like, um, you know how Johanna Yukoi skating to Tom and Jerry. Not even soundtrack. It's just like the sounds from Tom and Jerry. The sounds they- from Tom- <laughs> the, the Tom and Jerry uh, special <laughs> effects track. Caitlin, because she DJs, should create a mix of SpongeBob sounds and they should do it for their exhibition. They should skate to the campfire song. That's my favorite SpongeBob song. Fun piece of me trivia. Favorite SpongeBob song is the campfire song. Y'all, but I think Caitlin and Jean Luc would so be down for a SpongeBob exhibition. Imagine. They would so be down for it. But they had a lovely free dance. Um, They were so, so, so happy with their scores. They scored 127.27 and apart from the Twizzles, um, all their other GOBs were plus threes. Um, The Twizzles registered three plus twos, so it was fine. Um, But yeah, all the GOBs were plus threes and above. That's what I meant to say. And, you know, they both really, really liked this free dance and wax lyrical about it and you can yeah you can definitely tell because it's really it's beautiful to watch i think this free dance gave them a lot more polish i think that they are so into both of these programs it's beautiful to see a team just like living their programs and they really do that i love these two so much i love these two programs on them i hope they keep them for olympic season i'm very into it yes they actually had a base value of for their technical score a base value of 47.33 which is actually the highest of the event highest of the night so we see potential we are very very excited judges come on (laughs) come on judges let's do it but let's move on to our silver medalists uh madison chalk and evan bates love also big 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 love this is their first competition this season because they were assigned to skate canada obviously skate canada was cancelled but uh they have kept both their programs from last season they have made a few changes here and there uh let's get into their two darn hot rhythm dance oh my goodness okay so first of all this new dress on madison chalk like has anyone ever looked that good in the entire world i don't think so (laughs) maddie just she needs to open up like a fashion line when she unfortunately when the time comes for her to retire from skating or she just needs to I mean she already designs dresses for other skaters but you know I would also even though I don't compete anymore I would also love a dress from Madison Chuck <laughs> um, imagine I'm wearing Madison Chuck I know today. I mean Madison Chuck today. <laughs> what are you wearing <laughs> um but okay so 
in in the last warm-up group um the firebeats remix of calabria was playing and you could you could see <laughs> patrice um by the boards just bopping along and i'm just like i love you Oh, oh Patrice and Marie France so are just great. absolute love legends. Them. I love them so much. But I also noticed that in Too Darn Hot, Maddie has improved her edges. Um, I think she's, I wouldn't say notorious, but um, it is known that she can sometimes step onto a flat edge and which obviously impacts their levels and all of that. But I was looking very closely at her edges and they look very improved. They did not look flat at all. They did get all four key points for their thin step with plus 3.21 GOE, which is mad. But Maddie did bobble in the twizzles, giving her a level three. Evan got a level four, but level four, everything else. Yeah, uh, it's very unfortunate that Maddie bobbled in the twizzles here because Evan bobbled in the twizzles and they're free. Oh. So upset, almost cried. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but yes. I really, really love their Too Darn Hot. I am personally not a fan of Too Darn Hot in general, but this <laughs> I, I'm convinced with this one. Yes, they came first in the rhythm dance with 90.10. They are battling with Maddie Hubble and Zach Donahue for the top spot in American Ice Dance, and it is so, so, so close. So in the Rhythm Dance, though, um, Chalk and Bates, they won in Transitions and Performance, the PCS side, over Hubble and Donahue, but they were equal with them in skating skills, composition, and interpretation. So that's how tight everything is. But like you mentioned, Evan bobbled in the Twizzles in their Egyptian snake dance, free dance, which is, it's so good. I love that dance. It cost them enough to lose the title. They did come in second in the rhythm dance. Um, let's just start with, from the top, the opening um, curve lifts. They are gorgeous. They are so, so, so good. And it's it's those minute, minute, like, point points lost that, like, so Evan's mistake probably cost them like 0.37 in base value. And let's say like, I don't know, 1.4 in potential GOE. So like 1.77, which would have put them pretty much on par with Hubble and Donahue. Like it was, we always knew it was going to be a tight race between them. Like literally tenths of a point. If Maddie hadn't bubbled in the rhythm dance and Evan had bubbled in the free dance, then I reckon they would have, they would have won by like a sliver, but they still would have won like by, I don't know, like a one point. Um... Other than the twizzles, no GOEs were lower than plus three. Uh, they were given two 10.0s in PCS um, by Judge 1 and Judge 5 for composition and interpretation of music. And in the free dance, they only beat Hubble and Donahue in transitions and composition. But they did get 132.83 in total, 222.93 overall, which is just like under two points behind Hubble and Donahue. It is just so close between these two teams. I know. It's wild. Like I just It's great though. Like I we love like healthy competition. But yeah, it's it's so wild how close they are. It really reminds me of Tessa and Scott versus Merrill and Charlie. It's always so close between them and it, it brings excitement to Ice Dance, which is always great. Yeah, it really is always great. Um but I guess we should talk about their, uh, I was going to say rivals, but that's very much a uh, YA thriller set at a private school <laughs> word. Uh, let's talk about our gold medalists, uh, Maddie Hubble and Zach Donahue. Uh, speaking of clothes and Ooh, designing, it yes. looks like Maddie is building a clothing brand with her mom. Yes, and she also has a new costume for burlesque. Um, 
It is. It's oh, been gosh. called by some people as the not safe for work version. Um, it's this. Oh no. <laughs> it's this whole kind of like black mesh. Uh, what would you call it? Like bodysuit. It's a bodysuit. Body it's basically yeah. like a black mesh bodysuit. Yeah, it's a bodysuit with like a sports bra and bottoms, basically. Look, it's not doing it for me, but I think that like it's for. Sh- it looks good. It looks on good her. on her, and it's also it looks something great. that ex-tina would wear for sure so like it's it's in character like (laughs) it really does bother me though that the mesh is i mean it's obviously not opaque um but the pant part of the bodysuit is not opaque but they're over the boot i was Mm, like you don't like over the boot not opaque but it's over the boot i don't like the over the boot it's bothering me what also was bothering me just a little bit was that Zach was wearing um, a black armband and I'm typically used to, like, when I see a black armband, it being a tribute to somebody passing away. Like, for example, in soccer or football, if you call it that way, um, normally people wear one when someone has passed away or something tragic has happened. So I was I was like, oh, well, like, has, what's happened? But... I, I was talking with some people and they're just like, maybe it's just part of the costume. And I was like, hmm, okay, all right. You never know with these two's costumes. Yeah, very, very true. Like Maddie had that huge like coat a couple of competitions ago that she oh, wore no, out for the- Oh my heart belongs to daddy. Yes. <laughs> that, we won't, we won't ever say that again. That's the last time I'll ever say this on this podcast. If you want to hear why we had this reaction to that program, go listen to our previous episodes. Because I'll we... never say that phrase ever again. I promise. <laughs> um, but yes, burlesque rhythm dance. Um, their speed across the ice is super refreshing. Their twizzles are always really great. They're really fast. And but Zach almost lost his balance during the fence step. It was really subtle. But I noticed it. They got yes, T, yes, yes for their fin step, a level three, and the T is like a timing issue. Um, however, somebody on Twitter, it's actually, um, their handle is XOG Wendell's Flow, um, or their name currently is Wakaba, Wakaba, which like big mood. Um, <laughs> which I, yes, I, I agree. Um, <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> They tweeted, um, does Gadbois just not know how to teach fin steps because both Hubble and Donahue and Hawaii and Baker should have gotten choreography violation deductions for having their fin steps cross the vertical axis during the first two key points. And yeah, so if you look up at the mapping for the fin step, there is clearly a division <laughs> through the middle of the rink. Uh, you do the pattern on one side and then you finish it on the other side, like makes sense right but Hubble and Donahue definitely as well as Hawaii and Baker cross to the other end of the rink during the first part of their fin step and so <laughs> that was very interesting I mean I did notice throughout the entire competition a lot of skaters were skating very close to the boards so like maybe the rink was a lot smaller but they literally crossed from one side of the rink to the other doing you know the first two key points so that was something interesting I noted let's talk about their free dance I personally think their free dance was a little bit overscored. I I don't know if I would have had them ahead of Chalk and Bates, but I, I do think that there was a definitely some nationals inflation here. I think they did deserve to win though, considering they didn't make any like twizzle mistakes. Like but Evan did, no, yeah. I, yeah, but so like the positioning was correct, scoring another matter, 
nationals, yes. I mean. Yeah, positioning is correct. Scoring is another matter. Yes, that's that's accurate, I think. But, I mean, it was it was a decent free skates to Hallelujah, Jeff Buckley and Katie Lang. Um, it's fine. This is an okay free dance. Scott Moyer choreography. Very, very true. <laughs> Scott Moyer won U.S. Nationals, right? Um, <laughs> five out of seven judges gave them tens for interpretation of the music. Um, yeah. That's a lot of tens. I That's a lot of tens. Yeah, personally, I wouldn't agree, but whatever. I'm not a judge. They weren't any GOEs lower than a plus three. In general, there was like one plus two, but that's thrown out. Um, so yeah, they won the free dance and won the competition. They got one thirty four point nine zero for the free dance and two twenty four point five six overall. But just Zach in the kiss and cry. Oh, oh dear. No. I can't even, like, goes, say it. It's, uh, he goes, um, okay, I can't breathe masks. I'm oh, like, God, okay. Zach. And then they, like, after they found out they won, they, like, obviously were excited. They huddled down and they, like, said, I love you to each other. And I was like, okay. I just can't get over <laughs> I can't breathe masks. Like, just wear your mask. You're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> be fine um okay so we still have men's to record so let's wrap our skating discussions up and let's go into the kiss and cry all right so let's get into our book recommendation for this episode before i start there is a content warning uh, for some violence and difficult family dynamics in this book but the book that we chose for this episode is inspired by, of course, the disco themes of Caitlin Hawaii and John Luke Baker's, oh my gosh, my fave, Saturday Night Fever, Fever Rhythm Dance. And this book is called Burn Baby Burn by Meg Medina. Not only does this book have a flaming disco ball on the cover, but it also has disco themes in the plot because of the time period it's set in. Uh, so Meg Medina is a Latina author, and so is our protagonist, Laura, Nora Lopez. This book is set in 1977 in New York, so definitely in the disco era. And there is a serial killer who has not yet been apprehended that is now known as the Son of Sam Killer, who is targeting young girls with dark hair. And Nora fits this profile, so she is terrified to leave her house, especially at night. Her brother is physically aggressive and becoming increasingly more violent. Her father has left them and her mother is barely hanging on to her severely underpaid job, so she is rarely home. And in the middle of a summer night, there is a blackout and the book takes off from there. And this is just as much about the relationships within Nora's family and her mental health, having to take care of herself as it is about the mystery element of the book. Of course, like I was saying, there are many disco references. Even the title Burn Baby Burn is an iconic disco song, and there are so many more in the story. I read this book super quickly because of the mystery element, and I loved it. Again, this book is called Burn Baby Burn by Meg Medina. I think any book inspired by Caitlin and John Luke's Saturday Night Fever is going to be great. It's going to win, so absolutely go pick it up. Okay, I think... Let's finish off this episode because we've still got men to do and we've spent a lot of time talking about pairs and ice dance. So I am Joss and you can come and chat with us at Let's Get Down Pod. That's L-U-T-Z, Get Down Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to work with us, please shoot us an email at letsgetdownpod at gmail.com. I'm Claudia and if you like this podcast and almost teared up at Mervyn's support talk to Olivia after their free skate, please leave us a review and give us some five-star love. We'd really, really appreciate it. Thanks y'all for listening. Bye.